my name is Bucky. For the past six months, I've been receiving cassette tapes mailed to my apartment from an undisclosed location. With no return address, the only clue being one name, Gnome A. Betterman. I've decided to upload these recordings as a podcast with the hope that the author might be identified or stopped. These are the Betterman Tapes. Again and welcome to the Betterman Tapes. Bucky here again. Since last week's revelation, I went through all the tapes I have. Unfortunately, there were no more hidden messages via scratching. Uh, it was worth a shot, I guess. Anyway, this week's tape is a clear plastic tape, a TDK. D90 to be exact, on which is written Leroy chapter 2. Um, par for the course, there's a note attached on which is written What did the leper say to the prostitute? Keep the. Oh god, I'm not reading this. Here's the fucking tape. Leroy and the true name of the pussy. Chapter 2 Magia Cambrica. Standing on the jumping side of the railing, Leroy looked down at the chunks of ice floating below. The green of his alligator loafers made a striking contrast to the deep blue of the icy waters below. Well, in a thousand later, he thought as he loosened his grip on the rail and prepared to jump. His foot moved an inch towards the icy abyss, when suddenly a voice from behind him spoke up. Hold up there, young blood. Leroy whipped around, almost losing his grip, and saw a cloaked figure move from the shadows. Take that step, hip that hop, and your hip will hip, your flip will flop, young brother. Uh. Leroy looked on in amazement. This cat's jive pitter-patter was pitter-perfect, but make no mistake, this cat was white as butter. Yo, mind your business, Pecklewood. You was a soused-up honky-selling wolf tickets. I'm about to jump salty on your cracker ass. The figure moved closer. Under the amber illumination of the sodium vapor streetlights, it was clear that the red-headed figure was wearing monk's robes. I lay it on you straight, cat. I ain't trying on no flim-flam mama-jama. I know you, Leroy Chitlins. Been watching you for a while. You're down on your luck. Life done bitch slapped the Judah Viva out ya. That general done rolled off and left ya hanging low. With each spoken word, the figure inched closer towards the rail. Until finally, when he was with arms reached, he snapped out his hand quick as a whip, grabbed Leroy by the pressed collar, and with barely any effort, pulled Leroy to the other side. 
Leroy found himself on his knees in the inch-deep snow. As he raised himself upright, he glanced down at the feet of his Samaritan. Is this honky barefoot? was his first thought. The time Leroy spent planning his next move was less time than a fat bitch thinks about if she wants dessert or not when the waiter at Olive Garden comes and asks if we want to see the dessert menu. Even though we just barely finished our entree, she just pipes up and says, oh yes, please, let's see it. I mean, damn, bitch, I'm paying for this shit. At least give me a sideways glance before you all but suck the waiter's dick for a slice of tiramisu. Mm. Anyway, Leroy didn't think for long before he raised up. Leroy's trusty switchblade made a satisfying click as he sprung it open. Arms wide and crouched low, he began to approach the monk in this choreographed dance of death. Motherfucker, you don't interfere his eyes with my business. Now you pay with your asteparious ass. Suddenly, Leroy sprang at his intended victim, but instead of sidestepping or countering, the monk raised both arms skywards and then brought them down in a flash. Zephyrus, sacrosanct. The words cracked open the night. Before Leroy could react, he was thrown violently against the bridge pillar by an invisible force. The next thing he knew, he was in midair being pushed to and fro, as if the wind itself was tossing in him like an errant weave on a breezy day. Then he was spinning, spinning, spinning until he crashed back down to the bridge walkway. Leroy, dazed, staggered to his feet and spoke in a voice not entirely his own. Crone, what wouldst thou with me? Leroy blinked and shook his head. Had he just said that? The monk looked at him and smiled as he spoke. I knew it, Leroy. <laughs> you is the descendant. Leroy spoke in utter bewilderment. Yo, man, how, how did you... What, summon the wind? Ain't no thing. She. Now listen well, young blood. I wandered the earth to find a man to pass my powers on to, you dig? See here, young blood, you and I is uh, cut from the same cloth in a manner of a speaking. The lights flickered slightly and Leroy's eyes began to water. Daddy? Now don't get your mind askew, young blood. This player don't deal in no coke. No, you and I ain't kin. You and I... Uh... Suddenly the night was bright as day as a blinding white lightning bolt struck the cloaked man. From behind, a voice boomed out like the reassurance of a pleasant weekend. R1, looks like a high-pressure system coming in from the northwest. Feel my blast and breathe your last, bitch. Another lightning bolt struck out from the night, narrowly avoiding Leroy as he was pushed aside by who he now knew as Arwan. The monk spun and pounced. Between the deafening wind and blinding flash of lightning, Leroy could make out two figures. One, the monk Arwan. The other, an electric blonde man in a blazer. Leroy looked on in awe and confusion. He had seen that man before. Channel 4? For a moment, it seemed that the business suit man had the upper hand as he summoned bolt after bolt of lightning, some deflected, but some finding purchase and hitting their target hard. Flash and rumble, flash and rumble, the battle raged on. Then, with a renowned vigor, Arwan cried out defiantly, I am Arwan, the intangible, keeper of the astral, my disabledition. Summoner of the arcane element, and I'm about to break my foot off in, in your, your ass. ass! 
The gust of wind took shape and formed into a mighty dust devil, and then the dust devil flipped, and the business end of the wind funneled directly into the ass of the suited sorcerer. No, you cannot defeat the great white lightning. Damn you, R1! But it was too late. Already his gut had expanded, popping the buttons off his button-down shirt as his body filled with wind. Not like this. No, not like this. And then, with an earth-shaking kablammo, white lightning was no more. But what's this? Arwan, also wounded, now falls to the ground hard. Leroy rushed to his side. My man, is you good? Arwan clutched Leroy's hand and looked him deep in the eye. Struggling to speak, he managed to say, Not much time, Leroy. Drink this. From the recesses of his cloak, the monk produced a flask. Leroy drank from the flask and felt a strange warmth surge through his body and then pass like it was never there. The monk's words grew even fainter. You must find the true word. Seek the signs at the crossroad. Full moon, midnight, Benny. Find Granny, she'll show you how. And Leroy, keep, keep your pimp hands strong. And with that, the monk breathed his last and slipped from this world. End of chapter two. engaging story-wise pathos you're not duck mr. betterman full of surprises well I'll guess we'll see what other surprises are in store probably some pretty graphic surprises but we'll find out together next time on the betterman tapes <laughs>